Welcome to So What? The podcast. Where each week we challenge one another to engage the Word of God in a practical way. Welcome back again, Pastor Dave and Pastor Keith here. Uh, Today's episode is specifically out of our reading plan, which you can find um, at readscripture.com or .org. Uh, it's actually the Read Scripture app that we're using, and we're following along with their one year through the Bible plan. And each Thursday of the yearly reading plan is where we're getting these passages from. And so today's for July the 11th is Ezekiel chapter 22 to 24 and Psalm 37. Now, before we get started, I wanted to give a little bit of a warning. Number one, if you have little children that are listening to this episode, we're going to be using language that are in these couple of chapters that might not be appropriate for them. And I would encourage you to kind of be a discerner of that before you listen to this with little ears uh, around you. Uh, not that there will be anything crude or wrong, but we're, we're going to be using language out of the Bible. You won't find these words in a children's Bible. <laughs> so we'll just, we'll go sure. from there. Um, now, and then secondly, um, we have a, we have just um, enabled a feature on this podcast. If you go to anchor.fm slash so what, in the show notes of each episode, you have an opportunity to record a voice message, um, maybe a message of encouragement, maybe a message with a question that you might have, or a testimony of what this episode or or the previous episodes have been or done for you that the Lord's using in mighty ways. Pastor Keith and I would love to hear from you. And so if you have some time, um, please go over there and check that out. And uh, and without further ado, we'll get into this. So our passage again is Ezekiel chapter 22 through 24 and Psalm 37. Now we particularly didn't pick much out of Psalm 37 this time, but our main passage is um, the 22 to 24 in Ezekiel hit us pretty hard in well, I think my my personal first response was to kind of glance over it because yeah, words too. are yeah. used like adultery and harlotry, and it's like, oh, that's Old Testament stuff. Right, right. And what we really walked away with was maybe we shouldn't be skipping over them so quickly. That's right. And so today's action was to read these passages, specifically chapter 22 to 24 from Ezekiel. Um, the Lord is speaking very frankly and very honestly about the actions um, of his people and and in a very graphic way what it actually looked like for them to be turning away from him and not loving him but loving everything else but him. And so um, our action today was not necessarily a go and do this but more so a read this and let's not sugarcoat things. We can't really be sugarcoating the word idol. We can't be sugarcoating the word adultery because we're not having an adulterous relationship. It's a it's a word that the Bible uses um, to speak graphically about a nature or a situation that is contrary to what God desires of us. And so Pastor Keith is going to kick this off this morning and begin with us here. Pastor Keith, what were your initial thoughts as we circled back and really leaned into and allowed these words to kind of hit us, hit us as hard as they needed to. Yeah, no, I think you set it up perfectly. And we both came away in, in our reading, in our, our preparations, with sort of the same initial reaction was that we, we wanted to glance over it. And, you know, we probably do that 
more often than not, not even realizing we're doing that because we read words, like you said, like prostituting ourselves, like prostitution and adultery, and we kind of just get a quick image in our mind or an idea, okay, we know what that means, and we move on, but why? And so what we, what our action step was really was to wait, to say, hold on, and let's just consider it, and let us just, like, reflect on it for a moment. And you know what? It made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But then I realized that that's what's supposed to happen. Mm. Reading the Bible, it's not always feel-good stuff. It is all truth, and we know that, and it's all good for correcting us and and reproving us and teaching us. Yeah. Uh, And here is a perfect example of something that we wouldn't go out of our way to read and to study you wouldn't? But, no. <laughs> but here is a perfect... This wouldn't, these wouldn't be the no. chapters that you would pick to, to, to teach from if somebody yeah. invited you to preach at their church Let's one Sunday. Let's do a whole like series on yeah. this, yeah. But right, but therein lies, I think, the beauty of what we're doing here, and even yeah. the format of, of our weekly podcast, is that, like you said in the opening, we're going through uh, a reading plan, and so we're not purposely choosing, right, you know, our favorite passages of Scripture to talk about. Which would be fun, and that would be great, you know, but maybe a little easier because this forces us to land and say, okay, here's our reading that yeah. God is giving us for today. Uh, it's in his word, and so what do we make of it, right? And that's the so what of our podcast name. And the so what was this. For me, uh, you're asking me how did I re- you know, uh, interact with it. It was uncomfortable, but yet it reminded me, plain and simple, how much God hates sin, and he often uses that metaphor, that illustration of a marriage, a relationship, because we know that God is relational. And so that's the way that he wants to express himself to us. So often we see it, the idea of a marriage, right? And we know we see in Old Testament, New Testament. And so God describes in these passages in Ezekiel, he describes his people Israel or the city of Jerusalem representing them as my version, the ESV, calls it a whore, uh, a prostitute, that even in, in chapter 23, uh, he gives names, Ahola or Aholaba, and he calls them like these two women that gave themselves in a lustful way to others other than God. And it even says, as just one example, uh, for somebody wanted to, if you want to land on something, in Ezekiel 23, verse 5, it says, Ahola played the harlot while she was mine, and she lusted after her lovers, the Assyrians. Right? And so there it is. That really sums it up that God is saying, you are my people, and I love you. He's saying that to us today. And to me, this is this is what it was when I was reflecting on it. He was saying to me, I love you, and we are in this um, this eternal relationship, this love relationship. And when you seek others, other when you create idols, whatever that is in our lives today in 2019, and he was speaking to me, okay, I'll speak to myself, whatever I create as an idol, right? God hates it, he detests it because he loves me. And so what it's like to God how does that play out? God sees it as me lusting after other lovers, and he mentions like a group, like the Assyrians. And then later on, we see that God basically says, okay, I'm going to judge this. And he allows those that the people of Israel lusted after, 
he allows them to come back and be the ones that will war against them. And isn't that a, a very powerful and graphic illustration of how sin will find us out yeah. and there's always consequences to sin? And so it was the graphic nature of it that hit me. And it was the idea of, like you said earlier, let's wait, we have to hold, we have, hold on. Let's read this, and there's a reason for this here. Let's not gloss over. You said sugarcoat it. It's a perfect, uh, you know, description, and um, and consider it because we have to allow ourselves sometimes, Dave, to be uncomfortable with God's word, mm. because it's often said, right? Like God will comfort the uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. And I'm kind of messing this up, and He will then make uncomfortable those who are comfort. You know comfortable. Does yeah. that make sense? You, you know, know comfort I, I, them. Yeah, exactly. So that that's where I that's where I landed. Yeah. And so to kind of piggyback off of that, I think with mine, you closed with that word uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And you and I were speaking a number of weeks ago. I think I mentioned it to you. We have a lot of younger families in our congregation. Um and I have I don't know if you've seen this, but in my discipleship and and working with people, I have seen a massive uprise with the acknowledgement of people being addicted to pornography mm-hmm. or dealing with sexual sins. And one of the things that I have been seeing is that I I don't see much talk about these things within the church right. because it's uncomfortable. Absolutely. The same reason that we skipped over these things. But the more that I leaned into it, I realized that it really... And, and every time I counsel somebody, I mean sexuality between a, a husband and a wife, a man and a woman, is one of the most intimate, um, authentic, vulnerable places that we find ourselves in a relationship with someone. And and God made that. And yes. God created that. And so that's where, when we talk about that being uncomfortable, I wonder if the uncomfortableness of speaking about it has hidden the blessing that is within the uniting with God Yes, in the other way. That's a right? great point, yep. And so we've almost made the the marriage bed or the marriage room so so prude in a sense. Mm-hmm. We're using... I'm, I'm allowed yeah. to do this here, right? No, that's right. And I like it. Yep. So... so Mm-hmm. I have a hard time because I'm always looking out for children. So I really hope yeah. that you you've taken my That's my okay. my call in the beginning. Good. Um, but I, I I wonder if we've almost closed so much so um, the doors or the windows into the marriage bed between a husband and a wife where we lose the intimacy that God really desires between us and Himself and the graphicness of the words that I think are used in Ezekiel. Again, the the way in which they're used in these chapters is not it's not always directed to a group of people. It's it's the idolship. And even mm-hmm. idolship I was thinking about is not even an idol is not something that's an idol and it's always going to be there. Oftentimes our idols are things that God's given us as gifts. And they become idols because we cherish them more than we cherish him. Yep, there you go. And, right. and we almost we almost eliminate him from the equation of the enjoyment of the thing that he's given us mm-hmm. and and exchange it for a lie, what the Bible tells us. Mm-hmm. And so for me, this not sugarcoating, this not being uncomfortable and beginning to be more comfortable and actually talking about it, it's one more of those like maybe we're covering the wrong things. Maybe mm-hmm. we've covered, maybe we've covered too much how beautiful intimacy is, yep. the way that God designed it to be, 
to the point where because of that being uncomfortable to talk about it there, we're uncomfortable to hear words Mm -hmm. that thwart and destroy genuine, real intimacy that's really an amazing blessing and a a gift from God that really, if you think about it, is, is in one of the closest forms of genuine worship that a man and a woman can experience together. That's right. Because of the intimacy, because of the vulnerability, because of the all these things, it almost is is as close as we can possibly get to again, not going too far and cultish and starting mm-hmm. to go, you know, the other direction. But that idea of emotional, soul binding, uh connectivity of the whole person, um, loving, cherishing, going after another Mm. is what God desires of us to do towards him. And he stands and says, this is how I love you. Mm -hmm. And yet when we say, well, it's uncomfortable to talk about that. Well, then are we limiting what we're able to hear of and sense of, of God's care and love for us? Yep. No, absolutely. You know, and it's so powerful what you're saying and so right on because I think this also reminded us that we have an enemy who is seeking to, yeah, we say seeking to steal. That's right. But it reminds me of this fact too, this powerful truth that, that Satan cannot create but he can distort, yeah. you know? And so Satan doesn't create these things, but what he'll do is he will he will subtly, it's almost always subtle, right? He will lead us to believe the lies. He will lead us to gl- gloss over these mm. powerful words of Scripture. He will lead us to replace the truth with a lie, yeah. right? And he wants to distort and make evil and bad what God has made good and holy. Right. And we are called to be holy because he is holy. We know that we will not reach perfection the side of heaven, but that should be what we're seeking. Yeah. That we are seeking to be holy, which simply means what? To set ourselves apart. Yeah. Because of uh, uh, what Christ has done for us, we recognize then that we are to set ourselves apart each and every day for our Creator for the lover of our soul. And so these earthly relationships are to be that reminder to us that we are called into a holy matrimony, so to speak, mm-hmm. with our creator, and that we are to not to enter into any kind of idolatrous relationship, adulterous relationship in any way, shape, or form, whether it be physical or emotional, or spiritual or mental, whatever you want to talk about, we are to set ourselves apart because God hates sin. If you read Ezekiel 22 to 24 and Psalm 37, you will see it plain and clear in a very graphic way. When he hates sin because of what it draws us away from, and that's himself. One of one of Absolutely. the books, one of the Absolutely. Two, two of the books that I uh, first read after I got saved. Both Tozer books. I'm I'm a big Tozer guy. Mm. I just I love his realness. But the first was Man's Pursuit of God. Yeah, yeah. And then he wrote another one because he got backlash for it. But he painted the other picture of God's pursuit of man. Yeah. <laughs> and there's this, there's this thing that I think we so frequently miss. We, we. It's easy to put idolship on specific things, and I think we need to do that a little bit. I wanted to ask you what kind okay. of you know what kind of things do you yeah, think sure. in our day and age, 2019. Do we make idols out of? 
and just, just practical, right? Because we do it with everything. <laughs> we just kind of look at the playing field. But I think it will help us to kind of not dumb down some of the things that maybe we are cherishing too much mm-hmm. in our hearts mm-hmm. because that cherishing something else doesn't give the proper time and energy to God. Um, but but the, the two aspects of that are this, that's what we have been freed to pursue mm. is a whole complete loving relationship with the creator of the universe who made us for himself. Yeah. That's what's being restored. Mm-hmm. That's what we wait for in heaven. Mm-hmm. But that's what we have available now for us because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. the communion that we have with God through him, that Christ is sitting at his right hand. And there's this, there's this kingdom that is currently here and yet still coming, but what's currently still here is the uniting of us and our king in a in a full way that is truly genuinely available to us and i think these passages point out that you know for me i started thinking about and it's hard because then then we well don't become legalistic we don't want to get legalistic mm-hmm. right yeah, because yeah, sure, sure. the natural tendency is for someone to fall deeply in love with God, and all of a sudden everything around them is evil, and there's mm-hmm. no balance there, right? Uh, yeah. it, We're like, extremists a, by of nature. Of course, we, we are naturally, right. Yeah, sure. But in the same breath, um, so much of our culture tends and leads us in the opposite direction, too. So, I mean, are there some things that you kind of thought about in this? I know we talked about doing that a little, a little yeah. bit. You know, what, mm-hmm. what kind of, what things do you personally maybe mm-hmm. make idols out of, or you, you know, you kind of, in, in, I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. (laughs) The first one that always comes to mind when I consider this is by nature. Okay, so we say by nature, we know what that means. Um, That I am, I lean towards laziness. Okay, so that's that's one of the things that I I struggle with. I deal with. Okay, and so it's very easy for me to waste a lot of time. I am really good at that. Yeah, I mean, I can waste a whole day (laughs) doing nothing. Like uh, I can do that better than anybody. And so I will very easily um, lean towards other things. Okay, that will, um, you know, that that can take up my time. Anything other than what I probably quote unquote should be doing. And so, um, and so to be entertained, whether it's a TV show, whether it's just sitting listening to music. Um, I seek that out, and again, these are things that that inherently aren't bad. Yeah, they're good. But it's it's what am I putting uh, in place of God? Yeah, because we have to be intentional. Yeah. Right, we use that word a lot, but it's a really good word. We have to be intentional. I have to be intentional about seeking out time with God. Okay, mm-hmm. to help me grow towards holiness. Right. But what I um, very easily uh, slip into and lead uh, lead into is laziness, wasting of time. Yeah. Uh, and I can do it very easily mentally, physically, whatever that looks like. And so um, it's a slippery slope that, yeah. I, that I, I, I walk every day. Mm. I really do. And um, I don't want it to sound so benign because it's not, because it eats me up inside so often that I do that. Mm. Because it's usually not until after you know, that you look back and just say, what on earth did I just do with yeah. that time? Yeah. Because what did I seek? I seek, I sought entertainment, pleasure, you know, a, a physical pleasure, you know, just a relaxing, whatever, not wanting to get up, do the things I got to do, mental, because I don't want to think about it. I want to give that time and attention. But it's the one that I struggle with, I would say the most that I always come back to. Mm. And so, but look, so, so we're both married, and so we, we can easily make those connections between 
our relationships uh, with our, our spouses. Absolutely. We say, you know what? Those relationships, they take work and effort because they are totally worth it. They don't just happen yeah. by us just sitting around. It's the same thing with us and God. And so I can easily make anything an idol very quickly, Yeah, you know, because it's anything other than being intentional about spending time with my creator. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Did, did you land on well, anything, anything you say that, in particular? I, I feel like I do the opposite. Okay. I make so you, idols out of busyness. But there you go. Okay. I find things to do of, when I don't need things A lot of people are like you, man. A lot of people are like that. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, uh, so you and I both know we, in our town, they had the, the chaplaincy thing, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and so I'm mm-hmm. actually going to do that Thursday. Oh, and, sweet. To, uh, well, yeah, uh, Thursday and Friday this week, but. Good, good. Um, you know, my congregation knows, and so, you know, they kind of were praying for me, and everybody came up and said, you know, this is a wonderful idea, and and um, my wife doesn't think that it's the greatest idea. Okay, because. And rightfully so, uh-huh. but because she says, do you really need one more thing to do? Go. And she's yeah. very right for that. Now, uh-huh. it's not something that I've just randomly jumped into, but uh, that shows you that my wife knows what my tendency is to do as well. Yeah. So, um, again, my intent is not for it to become something that I do all the time, but maybe to utilize one or two aspects of it and be able to do, you know, in, in an appropriate timing but that's my that's my mo you know it's it's a lot easier for me to get up in the morning and hit the list that i have in front of me than get up in the morning and spend some quality time with god and again to bring that back into my relationship one of the things that Mm -hmm. i constantly as i've grown and as we've you know we're coming up on 10 years now one of the things that i've learned about one you know in our in our love towards one another um i would always when when she when my wife would tell me express to me that she didn't feel loved that she didn't feel like mm. I was caring for her, my thing was well, what about all this that I did bum 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 and I list yeah. all the things that sure, I was sure. doing for her, mm-hmm. and she would constantly say I just want you to be around there you go. because I was never really present. Yeah. So it's it's a it's, I think it's a good balance for us for the yeah. listener to hear because sure, sure. I think really it's all in the middle of that it's it's knowing who you are and really all these things are heart things. Yep. At the end of the day, it's what are we treasuring. And where our heart yeah. is going to be is where we're going to follow. I like that idea. And it's constantly laying our heart and our affections down and uh, mm-hmm. and surrendering them, but picking them up and directing them towards God as well. Yeah, you know, many of our listeners are probably familiar with a book on leadership that came out years ago, really popular, called Good to Great. And um, I'm not, actually. And, and so many I'm going to have to so, read it. Yeah, now. you have to okay. read it. It's, it was okay. a classic in, in leadership, and um, many uh, all the people in my family read it. And But the basic premise is kind of what we're talking about, that um, we can seek out what's good, and often we do. Like all those things that you were just saying that you might yeah. mention to your wife, it's all good stuff. Hey, you want you want to work with the chaplaincy program in town? I mean, that's awesome. Like that's good stuff. But then it comes down to the truth there's of the good reality stuff is, all around. Yeah, we can good always, stuff. everything is good. Of course. But is it the great, you know, from good to great is where we want to be moving towards. And so for your wife to just lay down the line and say, do you just need one more thing? It's like, yeah, but it's good. Yeah, it is. But how about we set a priority and how about we just do a few things that are great in God's eyes? Yeah. Right? That he wants us to be doing. Because we're always going to have to. And it's difficult. To put aside and say no to things that are good. That's the saying no, it's That's a decision. Yeah, we have to make is. decisions. It is a decision. It's Correct. the little it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. We go. have to make decisions yeah. each yep. and every day 
of what is greater, what is the better thing to be doing. And that's a hard yeah. thing for many people. Yeah, I mean, look, in my laziness, I make a decision, but I don't even, I'm not intentional about it. I just, by default, I'm making a decision because I choose not to uh, be intentional about it. Nope. I choose not, and I just slip right into it. Yeah. And again, you know, then half the day goes by. Yeah. It, right, I know there's some listeners that that can relate to that, and that's what I do. Yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm the opposite of you, right? I don't seek out the busyness to try to fill up that time. I'd rather just not think about it, not do anything. Right, right. It's like an escapism. Yeah, you know, and there's many forms of that, but mm-hmm. that's what I do. Yeah, and it could look different every day about what that escapism looks like, but it's because I'm basically in that. I'm choosing even things that could be good. And considered rest and relaxing, that's good. Yeah. But I don't need a half a day of doing nothing, right? right? Like three or four days a week, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep, yep. You know, and it doesn't always I play know. out that way, but that's the way it feels, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Even if it's just a half hour, an hour. It's I just funny because we can wow, play man. both sides of the fence in yeah. anything. I'm thinking about technology. One person can be on the internet and on social media mm. doing good things for, let's per se, Let's just say, as you know, church advertising or church upkeep, right? They're being yep. busy. They're doing good, productive things. Yeah. They're still spending a lot of time on it. The other person yeah. can be on it just scrolling and yeah, watching. Sure, sure. It's both sides of the fence, as always. Yep. It's kind of, in fact, I don't know that there is, I mean, the middle ground mm. is that love of God mm-hmm. slowing down, but moving, yeah. being an active participant daily and walking with Him daily in this life. Yep. Good. Good stuff, man. Great, great, great stuff. Close this right. out. Yeah, and so, you know, so our encouragement really is to everybody listening, you know, hopefully something of what we said maybe stirred something up in you that you're willing to go to God's Word and be real with it, right? That's the whole point of what we do we get together is to be real with God's Word and to, to interact with it. How are we going to live it out in our lives? And specifically for today, if we're reading Ezekiel 22 to 24, Psalm 37, we encourage you to read those passages, but take your time. Don't gloss over the uncomfortable words and images that come to mind, and don't sugarcoat it because God doesn't sugarcoat sin, and he hates sin, and it becomes so evident in in these passages in particular. So interact with it, but be intentional about taking time to really reflect on it and consider it. Consider the idols that you're creating in your life and then what God wants you to do to move away from them, to move from the good to great in a spiritual sense. Mm. Remember, you can download the Read Scripture app, which is our Bible year uh, plan that we're following through with each week here. And you can also go to anchor.fm slash so what. Leave us a message or a voice message, which would be... That would be really cool. We yeah, could actually play that here yeah, do it, and, do uh, and share a little bit. That would be an encouragement to us, and we would love to answer any questions that you might have. God bless you all. We love you, and we will talk next week.